Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations. Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Welcome back, everybody. Yolanda, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you, Jillian? <gasps> I'm doing all right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> We have a topic that we want to chat about before we get into our usual episodes, which I will say, not trying to be biased or anything, but these two episodes that we're talking about today, they're, really great. they're my favorite so far, my yeah. very favorite. But before we get into that, we want to talk about a special little movie called Crazy Rich Asians. If you haven't heard of it and you haven't seen it yet, you should. You should go see it because it's such a good movie. Yep. And it's also a really great book if you want to read the book before you see the movie. Have you read the book? I have read the book. I read it kind of shortly after actually the news broke that it was going to get made into a movie. And I really enjoyed the book. I thought it was a really well done film adaptation because sometimes adaptations really try to hit the beats of the book and try to include as many lines and moments as possible. And you kind of lose what was good about the book of the core of it because really you only have like maybe two hours to tell this story but i thought they really captured everything that they needed to from the book that's awesome i want to read the book i haven't done that yet but i saw the movie and i was very pleased with it because it has been some time since we've seen a really really good romantic comedy in the theaters yeah this one especially was making a lot of news because this is the first all asian cast studio film in over in 25 years the previous film was was The Joy Luck Club. That's also a really great movie, which I highly recommend you check that out too. But this movie, yeah, it's featuring an Asian romantic lead alongside a Asian female romantic lead. And that's really awesome. There's so many hot guys in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like objectively, they're just like so hot. And yeah. I'm so happy. I think it's, it's funny because it adds, uh, people are saying like it adds another Chris, famous Chris into the ring of like Evans, Hemsworth, Pine, and uh, Pratt. Pratt. And now there's Chris Pang, who was also in this movie and also attractive. Pine, Pratt, Pang. He is a good looking man. Yeah. He plays the groom, Colin, like the reason they're flying over to Singapore. And I thoroughly enjoyed watching him just be hot. <laughs> And a good actor. <laughs> uh, I, one of my favorite storylines in the book and in the movie was also seeing Astrid. She's such like this glamorous personality and like so elegant. Yes. And just you're like everyone who sees her just like wants to be her because like they know she is better than them. <laughs> yeah. She rem like watching her on the screen reminded me a lot of like watching Audrey Hepburn movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. She just has that natural and I think they kind of like especially dressed her that way in the first oh, scene yes. when we first meet because it's interesting. Like we first meet a bunch of Nick Young's family. I will say if you do love Astrid in the movie, you get way more of Astrid's story in the book. So and more of like her glamorous lifestyle in the book. Yay. So definitely check that out if you want and with so, that let's go ahead and jump into our emma approved episode celebrate a different romantic comedy yeah. starring a strong female asian lead yeah starting with episode 11 underwhelmed written by tracy bitteroff i loved this because we <laughs> met 
B-Mart for the very first time. So yes, previously, we heard rumors of this Martin character who was around the office, their new IT guy, who Harriet clearly had a crush on. Mm -hmm. Even Knightley knew about this guy before Emma, so Emma just had no idea that Martin was in the office. And in this episode... He's real. <laughs> He's so real to us. We meet him. Yeah. That's what's so gratifying about Emma Approved. We meet the boys right away. Yeah. It's not like 20 episodes later, we maybe see a glimpse of his torso. <laughs> yeah. No. Nope. It's not like we said it. Like, what episode did we meet Bingley? It was, it was like, like in the 20s. Tw- it was like 26 or something like that. Yeah. Like, and he was the first boy that we met. Right? No, because it was, well. Oh, do we meet Collins first? You meet Collins first at VidCon. Which was shortly before Bingley. It was so right before they, Netherfield. They were right. But yeah, we get those guys back to back. And then it is a while before we see another boy in the series. But here, it is like we're immediately getting these new characters. Like we hear about them and then we see them. It's not like uh, you hear about them, it's teased out. And like way down the line, you you finally see them. We got to the chase. Yeah. We got to meet him. Right, we, we got up close and personal with him because Emma's like, hi, welcome. This is Beemar. This is Martin. Oh, no, no. She starts off with the consultations. Yeah. Which she's not happy about. She hates these consultations, but it seems like she's actually doing great work with them. (laughs) I know, because she dominoes nightly, who's like, you're doing great. We're making so much money. And then, boop, we can't hear him anymore. And she's like, oh, no, uh, domino doesn't work. I need to call IT. So she calls in Yeah, what a a brilliant little move by Emma of just like, what? I muted it. I can't hear you. (laughs) Just for that purpose to get Martin in the room. And that's like the least diabolical thing that she's capable of. Because we (laughs) saw her go above and beyond for Annie and Ryan's wedding. And here we meet B-Mart just staring into the lens. Well, I think it's funny because this is like her everyday schemes, you know? Yeah. She's got like her long-term schemes <laughs> that she does. But this is like the, the daily stuff that she did, she's capable of. This is like, if she's a con artist, this is her little pickpocket. Yep. Like, this is her pocket change. <laughs> yep, it is. This is what she thinks of on the fly. And I just love looking at her, looking at him. Like, he's looking into her camera lens like, oh, I wonder what's wrong. And she's like thinking the same thing, but looking at him. Yeah, <laughs> like, what's wrong with Harriet? What does she see in him? <laughs> I love the expression on her face. She's just like, hmm, interesting model and brand i I love even when he like says like his actual name is bobby martin she is so unimpressed that that's his name because it's like that's not a strong wealthy man's name bobby martin i almost think she'd rather his name be martin martin i think than bobby martin and then adorable as he is he goes but my friends call me b mart and then he like flashes the b and the m and she looks at him like Never you. Yeah. She's horrified. Yeah. Again, it goes back to that point from last, the last episode of like, if she doesn't approve of Beemart, she doesn't want to deal with him since she's helping Harriet. So she's going to try to immediately get him out of Harriet's life. Well, to be fair, I think this is the episode of Emma trying to give Bob Martin I don't know what to call him. I know. Martin. Let's I'm, stick with one thing. Martin. 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 Okay. This is her trying to give him a chance. I don't think it she is. does a great job. No. But she has the courtesy to call him, really beckon him into her office. And just, she asks him about his interests. Like, she does a little <laughs> interview. Like, what do you like to do, Martin? Yeah. Oh, and now you work in IT? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's great. I love taking things apart and putting them back together again. And is this what you want to do with your life? 
so far. Okay. She breaks it down into like the top three things he likes to do. And she's like, none of those are impressive. What is it? It's poker and bird watching, bird watching and nacho he's, cheese. He's into IT. He, d- he works in IT. Yeah. Those are like the top three things. Yeah. And she's like, okay, none of those involve yachts. None of those involve like fancy parties. So why is Harriet interested in you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Harriet, but that is not Emma approved. It's funny how like these two women are looking at this guy and they see something totally different. Like Harriet's yeah. like, oh my gosh, what a catch. He's so cute. He's so sweet. He's so this. He's But they're at similar stages in life too, yeah. you know? He's like, this is probably like one of his first jobs too and he's out there, he's doing it. They get each other. They can yeah. relate to one another and they get along really well. But for Emma, who wants Harriet to achieve that better life and always trying to get her to be you know more confident she's like no you need someone who's above that you need someone who the level that i want you to be at i need you to be with someone who's at that level already i mean it's funny because i actually think they did a great job in this adaptation because it reminds me of the book like in the book i mean harry just kind of arrived and she's like no one really knows who her parent like her parents were nobody she's just kind of like staying with relatives who are kind of somebody Hmm. and martin is like a local farmer who like owns his own land and he's like that's respectable exactly (laughs) and so like she and so in this adaptation harriet graduated college like five minutes ago (laughs) she's so fresh she like got emma two lattes and like she didn't give her the address and she was like fine with being hired yeah and martin like at least he's like a career in it pays well and it's a great career and i think emma doesn't like the fact like i think she wouldn't have an issue with martin being where he's at except for he has no ambition to like rise above that like he just the way she sees it he's just gonna be He's a young, boring dude fixing computers and watching birds, and he's just going to do that for the next 70 years. Yeah. And one of the things that Emma said, she says that, like, in making Harriet one of her clients, she wants to increase her confidence and her social standing. Mm. And that's, like, it's, like, when when she said that, that was something I was turning over in my head a lot, is I was like, well, what is social standing nowadays? Because it's different now than it was then but it's also not that different it's also like you know i guess it depends where you live too what does social standing mean exactly if you're like where is emma where is she based is this another lizzie bennett situation (laughs) where we don't like we know they're in california but like where i don't know we let's not go down that road again let's not (laughs) but i mean if she is like say she's in like a bigger city like la what is social standing is that someone who has a lot of like social media followers and like they're always going to nice parties and i don't know what i don't know what people do do. (laughs) i'm like trying to think list of list of things and i'm like i don't know what they do i know like i just do my like you know you and i we like go to the movies and comedy shows and i'm like what else is there i know (laughs) i'm happy well this is probably a good transition into the next episode episode 12 the rooster obstacle also written by tracy Betteroff. I also love this episode because we get more Martin. I mean, what's adorable about it. And I remember squeeing as a wee fangirl in college when I saw this because we basically get to see Harriet and Martin interact. And it's so cute. I think it's so funny because Emma so badly wants this clip to be proof that like 
this is why they're horrible for each other. This is why, like, this can't happen. But it's, like, the cutest clip ever. <laughs> it's, like, I literally just, I wish they'd, like, done a spinoff series of, like, this is, like, the footage of Harriet and oh, Martin's interaction. Kind of like Domino, but just, like... Domino footage of, of them, them being weird together. Awkward together and, like, trying to figure out what memory and RAM is. So it's adorable because Emma basically comes on the screen and she's like... Ugh. You guys, I was right. I hate it when I when I'm right like this. Uh, <laughs> I they're hate it into when each I'm other. always right. <laughs> I know it's so annoying. I'm gonna have to do what only good matchmakers can do: the rooster obstacle. And she's like to put it in PG terms, which is code for she's cock blocking them. She's blocking Martin. She's making sure he doesn't holla at Harriet. We get to see footage of them interacting, and it's the greatest because they're so awkward. And I love it. My mom warned me to back up all my files because Mercury's in retrograde. Why didn't I listen? Well, don't worry, I'll fix you right up. Um, the computer, I mean, not you. You're in good shape. Yeah, it's really clear that within the three days that they've known each other, they've made a very quick connection and that they like each other and they're not hiding it because they're both so awkward about it. But also, like, yeah, that, that little cute moment where uh, Harriet says, Pretty soon I'll be able to fix my own computer. Oh, no, don't do that. Why? Uh, well, because then what excuse would I have to come see you? He's so sincere. Yeah. And you said briefly, this is important. This is an important pop culture plug. A friend of mine lent me this book called Jane Austen's Guide to Dating. And it's a real book. Oh. And you can buy it. And I'm handing it to Yolanda now to just look through. It is by Laura Henderson. Yes, and it's basically like a dating advice book as if you were to like take the advice of like the way Jane Austen wrote her books. And last night, because I have no life, it wasn't even in preparation for this podcast, I was writing down these things for myself, <laughs> as one does. But she writes down basically 10 tips about, and well, what I like about it is it's a lot of common sense. And I like that Martin follows the very first rule, which is if you like someone, make it clear that you do. <laughs> Brilliant, right? Yeah. He's making it clear that he likes her, which means it should end up well for them. And Emma sees that, which is like why she's like, I gotta ruin this. <laughs> yeah. Gotta like squash it now because he's not good enough for her. And that makes me sad because he cares about her and he's really genuine. And she's just like, you're not good enough for her. So I love her line of Harriet and Beemar may look cute together, but cuteness does not a power couple make. She's not wrong, but she's trying to make a power couple. Isn't that so interesting? Yeah. That's funny. One, I'm just flipping through and this book, one of the lessons is don't be in a hurry. What not to do? Don't treat a new prospect like a settled boyfriend too early on. Yup. Which is actually what they're doing with each other. Yeah. So that's kind of fine yeah. <laughs> because they're at the same, that same level of thinking. Emma is like, no, I don't want you to be there because I need you to find someone better to settle on before even considering Martin. I know. But here's her plan, her brilliant plan. She's having her research who the next client could be, and she's having right. her only look up, like, eligible young men who are successful, which is good for Harriet. She, yeah. She's like, oh, I didn't realize there were so many eligible men. And then it's funny, as Emma's asking her to talk to her about the options, she's like, blah, 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 this thing. Oh, that reminds me of Martin. Oh, this reminds me of Martin. Oh, that reminds me of Martin. It's, like, all she can think about. Yeah, and it's clear, like, that's what happens when you have a crush and you, like, try to sneak them into every conversation ever. Yep. And like, so it's great because Emma's like, well... 
hypothetically, if you had to go on a date with like any of these guys, who would it be? And she's like, I guess, drum roll please, Senator Elton. Woo! Who is in fact our next client. James Elton. The state senator? Yes, California's youngest ever. And he went to Princeton. Young yet distinguished. How is he single? She lays out those three options of the, he, what, the first guy, like, races yachts or something like that. Yeah, the, first, the second guy And is he like, plays polo. And plays he owns an island, but it's a small <laughs> island. small island. Which is also my deal breaker. The second guy has a lot of tattoos and, and in some kind of, like, metal band. And he's agreed to stop sleeping with groupies. <laughs> right. And then the third, what a choice, guy. third choice is Senator Elton. Who is, like, the biggest catch- I'm sure the island he owns is a good size. But he was dating his campaign manager, and then she left him and worked for his opponent, which is a low blow. I mean, not that these options aren't all great options, but who would you pick if you were in Harriet's position? Part of me? The second guy is out. I'm not going to date a guy who's in like a heavy metal band, and he's like, fine, I won't sleep with any more groupie. Like, no. This first guy kind of sounds appealing because, like, I don't know anyone who owns an island. And it's like, even if it's a small one, what do I know? <laughs> but I'd probably go with Senator Elton because, yeah. like, he, I mean, like. He's distinguished. He's distinguished. He's smart. He's, like, really good looking. I mean, we don't know that yet, but, like, we will. Right. And the other two sound like they're from a completely different league. I think the first guy does sound like a typical rich guy he sounds who's just too like rich. spending all his money out like right now. <laughs> out, like so, he's he's out of touch. Yeah. And also the second guy sounds like garbage. Sure. <laughs> and I and don't then want that. Senator Elton went to a good school. Yeah. He's like But the thing is if you're with someone who is a senator, mm-hmm. you're going to be in the public eye too. So yeah. it's like that's the lifestyle you're also trying you have to ad- adopt too. And that's a good way to be in a power couple. Is yeah. Like someone who has that kind of power. So we shall see. Let's go to the comments then. Jumping to the comments section where we read original YouTube comments from when these episodes first aired. Starting with episode 11. Kia Raptor says, I don't get all the hate towards these episodes. That's how it plays out in the story. Emma is an elitist and it's her ultimate story arc to overcome that. Other versions of Emma are the same. In Clueless, Travis is viewed as distasteful by the Emma stand-in, even though he's a good guy and very sweet. They ultimately become friends when she stops thinking about herself above him. It will improve. So yeah, again, the the relatability to a character like Emma is a little tougher because she's like high confidence, high mm-hmm. level, high power. So she's going to get knocked down eventually. We're not there yet. We're not, <laughs> so not there. Yeah. She's still going strong. She's, in fact, she's coming off stronger than ever because she oh, just yeah. saved the Annie Ryan. Wood. Like that was her coup de gras. That was like her crowning achievement yeah. is saving that wedding. Uh, Joie de Vivre says, somehow I knew Emma was going to say, I hate you before Alex even picked up her call. <laughs> oh, right. I like forgot Alex existed for a sec. <laughs> oh, no, Jillian. Not, I didn't. But like he was in such a small part of episode 11. That's true. And then he was muted. And then we just never heard from him again. Alexandria says, oh, Emma, how you wish everyone in the world would be exactly like what you approve and agree with everything you said. How perfect and not boring the world would be. Ooh, there was some, there was some Emma trashing in these comments Mm. because they're like, how dare you? We ship them. Their ship will sail. Um, Emma's got like her tenure plan for everyone around her. And if they're not falling into the places that she wants them to be, she's upset. And she's like, no, 
can't you see the plan I already have for your life? Must be exhausting inside of her head. Ugh. I don't know if I would or would not want her as my friend because I... she would just do this. Part of me is like, yeah, I'll do it. Sure. But then sometimes I'm like, I got this. I can yeah. Beth says, Gah! Martin is adorable, which he is. Comments for episode 12. Sarah M says, Emma, trust me on this. Just let Harriet's love life be. She's better off with Martin. We can already see that they make the cutest couple. Yeah, Emma. Megan Young says, How could you break up that cuteness? But on to more serious aspects of the series. The comments are going to be hard for me to read soon, I imagine. I have a feeling we're about to see a lot of Emma hate, which is upsetting because Emma is one of my favorite fictional characters. Keep in mind, please, that she is a multi-layered character. It's okay to dislike her behavior, often she's in the wrong. But keep in mind that she has many redeeming qualities and give her a chance to right her wrongs, so to speak, before you condemn her. That's a nice little PSA. Yeah. Amy Thomas says, So painful, so adorable. I take comfort in knowing the Harry and Martin ship will sail one day. That's adorable. Gotta hold on. That ship. Sarah Rausch says, Martin. Martin is the best. Martin. Martin is the best part of this show, and seriously, everything about this show is awesome. His acting is amazing. The mouthing of the, oh my god, was perfect. I lost it. I need him in my life. Martin, you kick ass. You go, cast and crew. You guys know your stuff. <laughs> That was <laughs> That is a Martin sweet. appreciation comment. <laughs> I know. I hope James Brent Isaacs heard that. So we have the prospect of Senator James Elton on the horizon and the downfall, I guess, of Martin in Harriet's life. <laughs> I feel so bad because like yeah. these are my favorite episodes so far because I love their chemistry and I love B-Mart. A lot of great stuff to happen until we get there. Who will win Harriet's heart? Will it be the bird watching, poker playing, nacho cheese eating, B-Mart, or the Princeton graduated sen youngest senator of California? California? We'll find out. <laughs> this episode has been Pemberley Podcast Approved. <laughs>